Thanks for taking some time to listen to this message on the Elevate Church podcast. We believe that God will speak to you wherever you are. Now, let's prepare our hearts and hear what God has for us today. Hey, before you sit down, give your neighbor a fist bump or uh, a side hug if that's appropriate. I don't know who you're standing next to. Go ahead and tell them they smell like Easter. You smell like Easter. The good part of Easter, not, not the bunny rabbit part. You don't smell like a rabbit. You smell like a, a Reese's cup egg. Come on, somebody. The good part. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says this, but thanks be to God. We can stop right there. Thank you, God, for all that you've done. Thank you, God, that you made a way. Thank you, God, that you saw me through. Thank you, God. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Gives us victory. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Somebody say, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Don't let anything move you. How many of you know that so many things in this life today are trying to move you? Trying to get you to quit. Trying to get you not to stand firm. So many things in the news want to make you quit, or so many things in, in relationships, perhaps, and want to make you quit, want to, want to move you, but I just want to remind you, it says that the victory has already been given to us through Christ Jesus, so we are not fighting to get victory in our lives. If you're a follower of Jesus, you are fighting from a place of already having the victory in your life, right? So we're, we've been given that victory, and today we come to celebrate that Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday. The Super Bowl of the the Christian faith. This is the best day ever in the history of the world. And it was the best day, not just because it was an amazing day, but it was the best day because it was preceded by some really difficult days. Now, how many of you know that sometimes the best days are born out of bad days? Are you with me? Like, it's called the power of contrast that in order to really understand the, the great thing that has happened in our life and the great thing that we have in Christ, we also have to be aware of the really bad side, of the bad things as well. And on Easter Sunday, it's the best day ever because Jesus is alive. And if you're here for the first time or you're watching online for the first time, can I just tell you something? It's not an accident that you're here. That it's, we don't believe, you know, God does accidents at all. Everything he does is with intention and is on purpose. Are you with me? So it's not an accident that you're here. He's, he's very intentional, kind of like how my wife dresses me. She dressed me today with intentionality. <laughs> picked it out. She's like, should I really wear a coat? Yeah, you should wear a coat. It's, it's a fresh fit. That's what she said. It's a fresh fit. Actually, she didn't say that. But it's with intentionality, and God is the same way, that you are here on purpose for a a purpose. I don't know why you think you came through the doors today, but can I tell you that God has something specific that he wants to speak into your life today? And so your your entire life, your entire existence is on purpose for a, a purpose. The very breath that you are breathing right now is on purpose for a purpose, and I know even as I say that, some of you have gone through some incredibly difficult things. Maybe it's been a a chemotherapy treatment that you've gone through. Maybe it's a betrayal 
that you have gone through, maybe some relationship that has, has been broken, that you have, have gone through. Some of us have gone through some incredibly heavy things. Maybe you've even felt like there are some things in your life that have died, that there are some things that, that, that don't look the way they should. Maybe the, the doctor's report, you know, says one thing or the, the marriage relationship says one thing. But can I just remind you that, that Easter is the reminder that God is the God of the turnaround, that if something looks dead, no matter what's being said about it, come on, he can bring that dead thing back to life. Come on, if you know that to be true in your own life, just give him some praise right now. Put it online, put it in the chat. I promise you he is faithful. I promise you he is a good guy. So if you're here today, just checking Easter out at Elevate Church, and you're like, I just gotta check the Easter box and get that done, and then I'm gonna go home and hide some eggs and eat some ham, whatever that is. I think God is way more concerned with changing your heart than he is with you just checking a box today. Way more concerned. And by the way, just so you know, I'm not mad about you checking a box. I'm not. There's a lot of pastors that will, you know, you know, push back on and talk down to the creasters. You know who I'm talking about? The Christmas and Easter only people. They're called the creasters. <laughs> I don't care. I really, I don't care why you're here. I don't care why, what brought you to the screen. All I know is that no matter why you thought you came, God is able to give you something, no matter what you expected to receive, right? God will meet you right where you are and he will give you exactly what you need today. Not what you want necessarily, but he will give you what you need. And so if you came today with high expectations and high hopes, great. Bring them. I'm glad you brought them. We believe in a God who will do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. God will meet you and exceed, I believe, your expectation. If you have your Bible, open it to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10. The words in red are recorded as coming directly from the lips of Jesus. Here's what he says in verse 33. We are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles. The Gentiles, they would refer to anyone who was not a Jew, was a Gentile. The Gentiles who will mock him, spit on him, flog him, and kill him three days later. Somebody say three days later. Three days later, he will rise. Three days later, he will rise. Um, parents, you know when you ask your kids to clean their room up and it takes them a lot longer to do it than what it should take? You know what I'm talking about? Parents, don't leave me hanging up here today by myself. <laughs> but you ask them to clean up their room. You're like, listen, I feed you. I provide for you. I take care of you. I give you a roof over your head. I give you a, a room to live in, right? A bed to sleep on. Like the least you could do is clean up this pigsty you call a room, right? You can't even, I can't see the floor in here. You go in there and look and there's wrappers in their, their candy wrappers in their desk from last year's Easter, right? You're like, <laughs> just do me a favor and clean up this, this room, clean up this mess. And so you walk away and they go to clean their room and then about five minutes later, you hear them back on the TV or playing Fortnite or, or you see them outside and you're like, hold up. Like there is no way in five minutes you were able to clean up the mess that I saw in your room. Are you with me? 
And so you walk them back up to the room and you're like, look, this and this. And they're like dragging themselves in the room. <laughs> Shoulders all slumped, you know. And this is gonna take forever. And teenagers, we love you. We're thankful for you. But sometimes... And I'll, I'll tell you something your parents won't tell you is that we, we acted the same way just when we were growing up. But it kind of goes both ways because it, it's, it just seems like it's taking longer than it should. But sometimes you teenagers think your parents are taking longer than we should to give you something. Whatever it is that you're looking for, maybe it's money, I don't know, or, or, or maybe some freedoms that you want to have. You're like, man, when, when am I going to be able to do this? Or, or when can I, I, I do that? You know, here's how it goes in my house. Hold my kids will ask, when am I going to get Snapchat? I don't know. I don't care. Never. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> when, can I, when can I stay up later? Right? That's my boys. When can I stay up later? Or they're always, uh, or, or when they're younger, like, when can I chew gum? <laughs> and for us, it sounds ridiculous, but we said five. When you're five years old, you can chew gum. <laughs> Why? I don't know. That's just the one we picked, five years old. Or my kids are like, Dad, when am, when am I going to be as awesome as you? <laughs> when am I going to be able to bench 325? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever that thing is, right, that you're asking for, sometimes it seems like things are taking longer than they should. Are you with me? When, when Kristen and I first started dating in college uh, 100 years ago, it feels like, seems like, in the best way possible, by the way, <laughs> like, I, I wanted to wait before we even kissed, but she wanted these lips immediately. <laughs> every time, every time I'd see her, she'd come up, she'd like start licking her lips, like, <laughs> like she was like a lioness ready to pounce, you know, I'm like, no girl, I wanna wait, I wanna wait. That's not how it went at all, you know that. Those are, those are some silly examples of things that sometimes seem to take longer than they should. But how many of you know there are some, there are some things that aren't so funny? Like a, a doctor's report you're just waiting on. Like, man, when is this, what's gonna happen? Or some, some, some report of, of did the chemo take and you know, how has, has the cancer progressed? It seems like things are taking longer than they should. Maybe it's a marriage that you're trying to get back on track and it seems like it's taking longer than it should to, to get the love back or to get the relationship to where it was. Or maybe it's a job, right? That you, you're, it's taking longer than it should to land that interview for that position that you've been, been hoping for. You, it just seems like there are some things in life that are taking longer than they should. Maybe it's to get the, the mental health help that you need, that you're looking for, the, the counselor that you're trying to get in to see. Maybe it's some hurt that you have in your life that you've been holding on to that does not seem to heal in your, your life. You have some wounds that, that are scabs and they're not scars yet. The scabs, meaning anytime you know, something happens, it's, it's ripped off again and that wound reopens in your life and it's not a scar, it's not healed completely yet. It just seems like there are some things that are taking longer than they should. It's taking longer than it should for you to get over that depression and that anxiety, that thing that wants to, to keep you in your bed all day long. And the, the problem is, you and I both hear that help is on the way. Help's on the way. It's, it's around the corner. 
God is good. His mercies are new every day. Just wait tomorrow, right? But sometimes doesn't it feel like when tomorrow comes, it's not that different than today? In fact, sometimes it feels like it's worse than it was the day before. You're just in that space of, of waiting. And it seems like as sometimes God is almost silent. But the way that you engage and enter into that silence says a lot about you, does it not? It says a lot about your faith. It says a lot about your hope. It says a lot about the trust that you have in God, which by the way, if you're gonna be a follower of Jesus, you just need to know so you're not caught off guard that you will have seasons of silence. Seasons of, of times where you can't hear God or, or feel God in your life. And I know we have God's word, right? Which is an incredible thing when you think about it. We have the written word of the creator of the universe as our God to lead us. But still, even with God's word, does it not feel like some days we're like, God, where are you? Why is this taking so long? You were supposed to come through by now. The text that we just read Jesus said this, I'm going to Jerusalem and I'm gonna be condemned. He says, I'm gonna be mocked, I'm gonna be spit on, I'm gonna be flocked, I'm going to flogged, I'm gonna be killed, and three days later. In other words, this is not gonna get resolved right away. This pain, this season, it's going to take a little bit of time three days later. Now, three days might not sound like a lot, but don't forget this, three days came after the condemnation. It came after the mocking. It came after he was arrested in the garden, which came after the fact that he was so anxious and tore up about what God the Father had asked him to do. He was sweating drops of blood. He was so, you know, felt so much anxiety for it. In fact, he said, God, if there's any other way, take this cup from me. Let this cup pass by me. He said, but not my will, your will be done. The three days came after that feeling of anxiety. The, the three days came after his, his arrest in the garden and his beating at the, the high priest's house. It came after he was set before Pontius Pilate and he was condemned to die and he was whipped at the whipping post and he carried his cross to a, a hill called Golgotha. It came after all those things, after the beating, after the whipping, after the, the spitting on, after the mocking and your three days and my three days comes after the disappointment too. It comes after the betrayal. It comes after the the depression, it comes after the disappointment. It comes after the bad news. The three days seems to come after We've already had the horrible thing happen in our life. And sometimes, don't you wish, hey, I just wish everything that was bad could get resolved in my life in one fell swoop. It's just one time, but that's not the way it works. And that's not the way it works in life. That's not the way it works in our journey with, with faith either. The three days seems to come after. And so it makes things more painful and more more messy and there's more tension. And if I know anything about a room this size or wherever you're watching from, there are people in this room that you are in that season of silence. And at times, doesn't the silence seem to be deafening? Even though it's silent, it seems like there are times in your life when you're going through it that, that it's just, it's more difficult. It seems like the silence is, is more difficult to deal with than usual. Jesus was crucified on Friday at 9 a.m. And then he breathed his last breath at 3 p.m. on Friday, six hours. And the Bible gives us these, these details. In fact, it says that while he's on the cross, 
There's a number of different phrases that, that Jesus says out loud. He says, I thirst. And then he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He says things like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? As he's on the cross being, being crucified, and he's being crucified during the time of the, the Passover season, the Passover feast. The Passover feast was the, 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 the celebration commemorating the release of the Israelites out of slavery from Egypt. If you remember, they were in slavery for 400 years in Egypt, and God chose Moses to be his mouthpiece to go to Pharaoh and say, hey, let my people go. And so Pharaoh says, I'm not doing that. These are my workers, right? This is how I get stuff done. This is how I get buildings built. And so God sends these plagues, and the, they all kind of are, get progressively worse in nature. And the 10th plague is the, the death angel comes, and every firstborn male is killed whether human or cattle, the Bible tells us. So that, that happened, and so Pharaoh let, let God's people go. In fact, it was a physical freedom that they experienced. Now, fast forward to Jesus being slaughtered at the exact same time they are celebrating the, the festival of the Passover. They're celebrating their, their physical freedom while Jesus is being slaughtered on the cross just outside of town giving them a spiritual freedom, not just a physical one. Don't, don't miss this. The, the history that they were celebrating with a meal, the Passover meal, Jesus was fulfilling on the cross. Do you think it was any coincidence that the Lamb of God was being killed while they were celebrating this feast by, by slaughtering a, a lamb? And when he was killed, it meant that, that God's wrath and judgment would pass over those who put their trust in Jesus and giving us a, a physical freedom also. Yes, one day in eternity, we get to spend eternity in heaven forever, but also a spiritual freedom, a freedom of soul, a freedom from guilt and shame and sin that we carry. That's what Jesus was doing. That's what he's going through. And now when it says he was, he was flogged, like, I don't even know how to describe this. I can't even, this doesn't even come close, but my, my mother, she grew up in Alabama, a place called Boaz, Alabama, like back in the woods, y'all. And her, whenever she got in trouble, which was probably all the time, whenever she got in trouble, if you're watching, mom, her dad, her daddy, that's what they called him, would tell them to go out and get a switch off of a bush. Like, yeah, see, so you know what I'm talking about. They would cut this little switch off, Right, it's like a little little stick, you know, a real thin stick, and that's what, it was nothing like that. I mean, the flogging was worse, and, and I know, you know, we can't, we don't do that anymore. We don't even do spankings anymore, right? Because that's not politically correct. Now we have timeouts. Come on, how many of you would have loved to have timeout growing up? Anybody? Come on, my age. Give me, like I hit my brother and they're crying, and you want me to just sit here quietly? Oh, sign me up. Let's go. As soon as I'm done with this thing, I'm gonna punch him again, right? It's kind of like, <laughs> time out. I'll do a time out. This was nothing like that. He was flogged. The Bible says with a cat of nine tails, this whip that every time they would whip Jesus, bone or glass or metal would get embedded into his flesh. And every time they pulled the whip away, it would pull off pieces of flesh with it. Flogged, he says, spit on, 
which I can't think of anything more disrespectful, honestly, than to spit. Like some of you, if someone were to spit in your face, you would lose your Jesus on them, right? <laughs> You'd be like, oh, no, you didn't spit in my face. You'd be hollered. And it says he was killed, that he, he dies. And he doesn't just pass out, by the way. He, he's dead. Things go silent, not just for minutes, not just for moments, not just for, for hours. He doesn't just die for, for a short period of time. What did it say? Three days later. Three days later. Not one hour, not one minute, three days, three days later. You know that tension of when you're praying for something and seeking God for something in your life, asking him to do a miracle, and it just hasn't happened yet? And you're living in that, that in-between. Has anybody ever been in that in-between season in their life? And the angst that you feel and the frustration that you feel, like, God, where are you? They told me you were a good God. They told me, God, you were for me and not against me. And you had good plans for my life, plans to prosper me and not to harm me. If all that's true, why am I in this place? I should not be here, God. Help me out three days later, later. Nobody likes later. In fact, the word later has the word late in it. It's just late with an R. It's late-er, right? Nobody likes later. In fact, whenever you hear somebody say something, oh, I'm gonna get around to it later, it's coming later. How many of you know sometimes we feel like it's just not gonna come at all? You ever been in that place where you just, you were desperate for God, maybe some financial desperation in your life. You, you didn't have enough money to make ends meet and you didn't know how you were gonna cover the mortgage this month or, or you had to borrow money from a friend, you know, for, for gas. You ever been there and just, you needed something and it wasn't there. Or maybe it has nothing to do with finances, but maybe it's an emotional bill that you can't pay emotionally because you just don't have anything left. That maybe your, your family is trying to pull on you from all different angles and you're like, man, I wish I could help you, but I got nothing left to give. Anybody been there? Got nothing left. I wish, I wish I had more to give you, but you feel emotionally bankrupt. You feel like you're in the red emotionally, you're in that three days later and the silence is there and the, the waiting is there and all the tension that you feel in that moment. Can I tell you, this is where so many people opt out and quit. Quit on our marriages, quit in our relationships, quit in our hoping, quit in trusting in God, quit having faith for anything more, quit living all together. We just, we just quit. And I think I need to remind you that three days later is not the end of the sentence. Now, the enemy of your soul would love for you to stop right there. Three days later, period, end of sentence, end of story. And I feel sometimes our, our, our culture and the current climate we're living in would love for you to believe that three days later was the end of the sentence or sometimes, you know, what the doctor has to say, you know, they would love for you to believe that three days later and that's it, it's, it's over or sometimes in your family. But can I just tell you three days later is not the end of the sentence. You know what the end of the sentence is? He will rise. Come on, somebody. He will rise. 
And so after the condemnation, after the persecution, after the whipping, after the flogging, after the mocking, he will rise. After your battles, after your frustration, after your depression, after everything you face, because he will rise. Can I tell you something? So will I. Come on, somebody say, so can I. So can I. That's what the resurrection of Jesus means to us. Is it unlikely? Maybe. But it's not impossible. It's not impossible. I feel like I'm more than anything, I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor. I just, I want to tell people the good news of Jesus. And some days I feel like I'm just a, I'm an Amazon delivery driver. That's what I am today. You know how they just show up at your house, put the package on your doorstep. It's got the little smiley face on it. That's me. (laughs) They can only bring it as far as the door. It's your responsibility to open up the door and bring that package into your house. And I feel like if some of you just knew the lengths that God went through to save you, to pay the price for your sin, that we're all sinners. That's what the Bible says. We're all sinners separated from a holy God. But if you realize that and someone were to give you the opportunity to receive this free gift into your house, I believe you would just, if you just pick it up and bring it inside, it would change your home. It would change your life. And so I don't even have to belabor this point. If you just bow your head, close your eyes. If you know right now in this room or watching online that Jesus died for your sins and he conquered death and the grave and got up three days later so that you could have a new life, you could have a fresh start and you want to receive that free gift of life and that free gift of salvation into your life and into your home, into your family. And it starts with you. And maybe you did it a long time ago, but you've been so far from God since then, or maybe this is the first time you need to receive this free gift of salvation. Would you right now on the count of three, throw up your hand, one, two, three. Just hold it up high. Just be bold wherever you are. Hold it up high. Keep it up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Come on. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 in the back. Even online. Let us know online. We're celebrating with you. Well, God's word says if we believe that, we confess Jesus is Lord. We believe in our heart, God raised him from the dead, we would be saved. So I wanna lead you in a prayer that does that. In fact, I'm gonna invite our entire church to pray along with you right now in this moment. Let's help them out, say something like this. Jesus, I give you my life. Thank you for dying for my sin and coming back to life so that I could have a new life. I confess you as Lord and as Savior And from now on, I'm going to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate. Awesome, awesome. Praise God. You made the best decision of your life. In fact, 
Uh, I have some more great news. If you just stand up to your feet, there is a law in America called double jeopardy. Ever heard of it? It means that, right, if you go on trial for something like a, a murder or whatever, and you are found not guilty, you cannot be put back on trial for that same crime. Why? Because if you are constantly living in the fear of future prosecution, how many of you know that's not freedom? Like that's not living at all. And so it's the same with the gospel of Jesus. He was already put on trial once and for all for our sins. So some of you, you don't need to carry around your past sins any longer. You don't need to prosecute yourself over and over and over for the same thing. Jesus' blood on the cross once and for all takes care of our sin, past, present, and future. So if we can just lift up our voice and worship him one more time in this place. Come on, every voice. Thanks for checking out this week's message on the Elevate Church podcast. And we hope you really enjoyed it. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. Welcome to the family. We would love to know about it, so please let us know by going to elevatechurch.com slash yes. There will be some practical resources that will help you as you start this journey. If you want to support the mission and vision of Elevate Church to help people far from God reach their full potential in Christ, go to elevatechurch.com slash give. We'll see you soon. Have a great week.